Testing, testing. Still way too loud. Dang it, Jamie. Can you please come get Ellie? Okay, let's try this again. You're listening to The Neurodivergent Nurse, and I'm your host, Jamie. I'm a registered nurse who has ADHD. On this podcast, we will talk all things ADHD. I'm really just beginning to learn about this diagnosis and how to navigate through it, but I am so excited to take you on this messy and raw journey with me so that we can learn together. So let's get started. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to throw a warning out there that this content is pretty heavy and it is not appropriate for all listeners. So if you have younger ears around you, you may want to listen with discretion. What is up, my neurodivergent family? Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. This one was a lot to unpack. I don't do this on every episode, but I definitely want to do it on this one. I just want to remind you that I am a nurse, and while I'm a nurse, I am not a nurse for people with ADHD. I am a nurse who has ADHD, but being a nurse, I also love research. And that was the whole point of this podcast, is that other people who are going through the same things that I'm going through, that they never knew that it wasn't just them in the world that it wasn't a negative thing about who they were as a person, that actually it may be linked to how your brain is wired naturally. And that is why I often try to provide the links to the research and how I throw it together is my interpretation of it. So I always encourage you to do research as well. And I also think that talking to a professional, talking to therapist is always the way to go with people with our brains. Now that I've gotten what feels like 15 minutes worth of warnings out of the way and discretions, we can get to the good stuff. I was on TikTok scrolling through the other day while I was doing absolutely nothing, while I had a million things to do. And I came across a creator, Connor DeWolf, C-O-N-N-O-R-D-E-W-O-L-F-E. And he does a lot of great stuff that's like, oh yeah, I do that too. That's not abnormal. That makes sense about ADHD. And he did one specifically about intrusive thoughts where he's looking at the camera and he has a plain face while he's working on whatever and his mind keeps saying these things to him. Everyone can read your mind. Everyone can read your mind. Everyone can read your mind. Everyone can insist, 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 insist. Scream a curse word. Come on, scream, scream. You're in the middle of a meeting. Drink the paint. Drink it. Drink the paint. Probably tastes good. Drink the paint. Drink it. Come on, drink it. Kill yourself. This really piqued my interest because I have certainly, through my entire lifetime, had intrusive thoughts that I never really recognized as being anything other than a problem with me, much like everything else that I've been discovering since December. First of all, let's talk about what intrusive thoughts actually are. I know that that little clip gave you an idea, but let's go into a little bit greater detail. So we often have thoughts that get stuck in our mind, right? That they just go over and over and over again. But intrusive thoughts are thoughts that can cause distress because the nature of the thought may actually be quite upsetting. Unfortunately, they may reoccur very frequently which can make the concern that you may have worse. Intrusive thoughts are certainly unwanted thoughts, and they just seem to come from nowhere. If you know anything about ADHD, 
then you know that the classic symptom of ADHD is difficulty paying attention, even when there's no obvious source of distraction, right? The people who are diagnosed with ADHD may simply find it hard to focus, but it turns out that a lot of us also struggle with intrusive, repetitive, or disturbing thoughts. There was actually a study done that found that those with ADHD experienced significantly more distressing and anxious thoughts than those without ADHD and reported more worrying and rumination, which is the process of continuously thinking about the same thoughts, which tend to be sad or dark. And because these thoughts can be explicit, it leads us, those of us with ADHD, to keeping them a secret and not seeking help because we feel so ashamed for having them. According to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, intrusive thoughts are involuntary and they have no bearing on reality or a person's true desires. All right, these intrusive thoughts can come in a lot of forms, but I'm going to narrow down and we're going to talk about a few of them. Sexual thoughts. It's natural to often have sexual thoughts no matter your sex. When you feel uncomfortable with or shocked by so many thoughts that come to you, you may fixate on them and try hard to push them away. Experts say it's best to remind yourself that these are just passing. They're automatic thoughts and they don't define you in any way. The sexual intrusive thoughts tend to revolve around a person's sexuality or sexually harming others. Some of the examples of these can include fear of being sexually attracted to infants, fear of being attracted to members of their family, fears regarding their sexual orientation in general. Next, we have relationship intrusive thoughts. People may worry about their relationships, and these thoughts can certainly place a strain on it. So examples of relationship intrusive thoughts can include analyzing the strength of their feelings for their partner obsessively and then finding fault, constantly seeking reassurance from their partner, and doubts regarding fidelity. The next one, religious intrusive thoughts. Types of religious intrusive thoughts can include God not forgiving them for their perceived sins and sending them to hell, having negative thoughts in a religious building, repeating certain prayers continually, fears that they have lost touch with God or their beliefs, or constantly analyzing their faith. The next one is violent thoughts. Your thoughts may have a dark or violent theme, like hurting yourself or hurting someone else. Often, they're just harmless. They're repetitive thoughts that you have no intention of acting on. You don't even want them in your head, and they'll pass in time. But if you find yourself planning to follow through on your aggressive thoughts, then you need professional help to help you manage your emotions. Talk to a doctor or a therapist. Common violent intrusive thoughts include harming loved ones or harming children, killing others, using knives or other items to harm others, which can result in a person locking away sharp objects from themselves, and even poisoning food of loved ones, which can result in the person avoiding cooking altogether. People experiencing these thoughts may avoid public places and contact with people. If you do have any intent to follow through on these thoughts, like I just said, or if you're already acting out, That's beyond intrusive thoughts. If you're having trouble controlling aggressive behavior, you'll need to learn how to manage your emotions in a more constructive way. And if you're thinking of committing suicide, you can always call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-TALK. Or you can text MHA to the number 
741-741. And that way, you can talk to a trained counselor from the crisis text line. There are also intrusive thoughts that are just negative in general. Sometimes when things don't work out as we have planned, we may think of ourselves as losers or feel like we're not good enough. These thoughts should fade as the situation changes, but if they become overwhelming, you could have depression or anxiety. Talk to a mental health professional about how to control your symptoms. And of course, there are other types of intrusive thoughts. You can also have bizarre, weird, or paranoid thoughts that are basically just junk thoughts. You have no control over them, and most of the time, they have no meaning or relevance in your life. It's best not to take them personally or pay much attention to them. But if they last for a long time or you keep having episodes of them, talk to your doctor to rule out an underlying mental disorder. Ultimately, though, these thoughts are just thoughts. They seemingly appear out of nowhere, they cause anxiety, but they really just have no meaning in your life. They're not warning messages and they're not red flags. They're simply thoughts. What does give these thoughts power is that the people who experience them become worried about their significance. People may fixate on them and become ashamed and they really become intent on keeping it a secret from others like we mentioned earlier. I mean, it makes sense. I don't know if you're aware, but one of the talents of people with ADHD brains is that we love to create, and it is no different for yours truly. I actually happen to have an Etsy shop. The name is Hope for Human Kindness, where my creations are up for sale, whether it's art on canvas, art on wine bottles, handmade door hangers by myself and my mom together. Head on over and check it out and see if maybe, just maybe, you want to bring some of that beauty into your everyday life as well. And again, the Etsy shop is hope for human kindness and it's all one word. Now go check it out before you forget and then come back and finish listening to this podcast episode. As adults with ADHD, we're just so burned out by our own impulsivity that sometimes we just go to like a complete opposite extreme and microanalyze everything our minds are always on and they're often just running laps around the same old track. So it's no wonder you find yourself drawn to thoughts of your beloved and what they're doing when you're not around. There are a couple myths about intrusive thoughts. There's two myths in particular about intrusive thoughts. Myth number one, a person wants to act on these thoughts when the fact is, no, they don't. (laughs) No, you don't. People majority of the time do not want to act on those intrusive thoughts. According to the ADAA, the opposite is true. The most dangerous myth surrounding intrusive thoughts is that they're going to lead to some type of action. Realistically, people who experience these thoughts typically work really hard to fight them, which results in the thoughts becoming more persistent. The thoughts are at odds with the nature of the person thinking them. Myth number two, all thoughts are worth examining. Yeah, that's not true. The fact is, your thoughts don't always have a significant meaning. People do not have to see every thought as a sign or a warning of something. Despite how these thoughts can make a person feel, they don't carry any meaning or desire. And really, what you resist persists. The more you try to ignore them, the more persistent they become. Like many things related to ADHD, just try harder isn't a solution that helps us. But I'm gonna give you a couple that just might work better. The first one 
is journal. Put those thoughts down on paper. When you do that, it gives them a home. It gives them another place they can stick besides your brain. Also, the writing process puts you closer in touch with subconscious beliefs that may be the root of your concerns. Next, focus on something outside of your mind. In other words, distract yourself by staying busy. Do something that you're naturally drawn to, like play a video game or go mountain biking. You want it to be something that will captivate 100% of your attention. And turns out, doing something in nature is particularly effective. Next, write down the exact opposite of your concern and visualize it. For example, you might write, she's at the mall shopping for my birthday gift. Then play out that scene in your head. Next, change your thinking. Related to what I just said, decide in advance how you would like to view the situation. Then, whenever you find your thoughts turning negative, consciously replace them with that positive scenario. Next is one that I do all the time that really helps me is repeat a mantra. Think of a short, comforting phrase and repeat it over and over. Say it out loud. For example, he is worthy of my trust or I'm a prize. Successful mantras are both positive and believable. There's no room and make sure you label these thoughts when they come to you as intrusive thoughts. Remind yourself that they are automatic and it's not up to you. You didn't formulate them. Accept and allow the thoughts into your mind. Don't try to push them away. Remember that less is more. Just pause. Give yourself time. There is no urgency. And be realistic and expect the thoughts to come back again. And continue doing whatever you were doing prior to the intrusive thoughts while allowing the anxiety to be present. Try not to engage with the thoughts in any way. Don't try to push the thoughts out of your mind. Don't try to figure out what your thoughts mean. And don't check to see if this is working to get rid of your thoughts. Because, I mean, think about it. This approach can be difficult to apply. But for anyone who keeps applying it just for a few weeks, there's an excellent chance that you're going to see a decrease in the frequency and intensity of the unwanted thoughts. It is entirely possible that your ruminations are not solely related to ADHD. The suggestions that I gave you assume that there are no underlying psychological issues like childhood abandonment or abuse or a painful past relationship. You'll need to resolve these issues before you can move on. A therapist or other qualified mental health professional can help you out with that. Ultimately, the takeaway. Intrusive thoughts are powerful because they stick in your mind. Their unusual nature can cause distress. It can cause anxiety. It can even cause a bit of shame. They're upsetting because they feel so foreign to you. Having intrusive thoughts doesn't always mean that you have an underlying issue or behavior. They are, like so many other thoughts you have in a day, just thoughts. But if your intrusive thoughts are interfering with your day-to-day life, talk to a healthcare provider about your experiences. They want to help you. Getting treatment can help you reduce your sensitivity to the thoughts and react in a better manner if they occur. If you would like to contribute to this podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the neurodivergent nurse, where you can get exclusive bonus episode, scripted the show prior to the release, uncut video interviews of the guest, input on upcoming shows and ideas, and even more. Also, be sure to follow the neurodivergent nurse on Instagram and TikTok. And if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share it with someone that you think could also benefit from the neurodivergent nurse. And go ahead while you have time and while you're thinking about it and rate it and leave a review five stars. 
on your favorite listening platform so that other people can find the show easily as well. And I hope you have a wonderful week and I can't wait to talk to you again.